Hi, welcome to the 10 Things Podcast. guys and welcome back to the 10 things podcast thanks for joining us again this week i am anna collier and i am here with my father david higginbotham yes indeed i am your father if there were a <laughs> mat if there were a merit badge for having anna as your daughter i would have a really big one right here on my chest oh that's so <laughs> sweet <laughs> being your dad's well, a great thing anna i love that i love that well being your daughter is even wonderful Oh, yeah. Say that so. again. I, I didn't hear that. Chad, was... <laughs> <laughs> talk about what we're going to jump into today. We have a really good topic to uh, talk about today. We, we do. And it's 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 a sensitive topic. It because, is. Because um, uh, most guys who, or let me rephrase that, not necessarily most guys, a lot of guys who listen to this are going to have a hard time <clears throat> Uh, accepting some of the things that I'm going to say because mm, it's a yeah. challenge and uh, it's a thing that many guys don't even want to deal with. They, they just, they don't even want to have the conversation, but it's a conversation that is desperately needed in the male population. And it's something that women really need to get a grip on that that didn't come out right women really need to understand have a better understanding sure. of this yeah because um the the tendency of men is to look at women and to see how they're responding or how they interpret they are responding and to come to conclusions about it without understanding what's going on behind the scenes okay mm. the tendency for women is to look at men and see how they are acting and responding and to come conclusions to come to conclusions based upon those observations the problem with that is neither men nor women are looking any deeper than the surface and right. so it's it's the the, the topic that, today is that he's probably more insecure than he appears. Mm. He, most guys have learned to, to put forth a certain, a certain persona uh, of, of having their stuff together. Guys learn mm. how to act like they've got their stuff together. Uh, and the ones who do it better are the ones who rise higher in the group. The, guy, mm, yeah. the guys, the guys who at the, is at that top of the group, he's just the one who acts better than the other guys do. And every <laughs> well, it doesn't mean he's any better. He just acts better. He acts. Yeah. If if toughness is the thing, he acts tougher. If 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 academics are the thing, he acts smarter. If uh, mastering the game, the, the the game system is the thing, he all of those things feed into what I, I call a facade. It's this image that a guy creates and presents to the world rather than the true self that lies beneath it. Yeah. And you see, he's been trained since childhood. All boys have been trained since childhood and girls, but trained in different ways. And uh, there's, there's family conditioning involved. There's a uh, tradition involved. Um, and they, they learn, a particular way to be. Yeah. 
Mm. They they learn how to be Bobby or Jimmy or Johnny or how to be an Anderson or a Higginbotham or a Jones. Yeah. You know, this is who we are. And that kind of thing typically is passed down from the father. And if there's not a father there, it's picked up from other siblings and or the neighborhood kids or kids at school. Every boy is looking for something that's going to define who I am. Wow. And yeah. typically the things that we have found to give me a sense of identity are not healthy. Mm. Uh, when I was in high school, I, I was, uh, <clears throat> I, I, I knew a lot of people. I was widely known on campus because I had a big mouth and, <laughs> and I had, <laughs> I had this outgoing personality and I knew a bunch of folks and, but you know, I didn't really fit into any of the groups. I was a part of band and I sort of became a band guy. Couldn't play football, hurt my knees and yeah. wasn't that good at it anyway, frankly, uh, <laughs> I was not a very good athlete, right. but in my, in my group, uh, there, there were the jocks and I had some friends that were jocks and there were the stoners, the dopers, the guys who smoked marijuana <laughs> most of the time and did other things. And, you know, uh, and, and there were the, there were the geeks and they walked around with the, uh, the handheld calculator through a loop on their belt. You know, it was <laughs> Yeah. This was the day before, for the it explosion. And, and, and there were, there were the, the, the brains or the eggheads and, uh, you know, they were the smart ones. They were smart. Mm -hmm. I was not the, the, the jocks were athletic. I was not the stoners were high and I was not. Yeah. And, and I was not really any of those things. I found a little niche for myself in band and in chorus and music and theater. Yeah. And I found a little niche for myself where I, I could, I found something that I enjoyed and something that I could excel at somewhat, but I never did fit in any of those groups. Mm -hmm. So I, I, and this was not a conscious thing. This is just me looking back on it and having some perspective. So I created this facade <clears throat> happy-go-lucky guy, uh, you know, party fun guy, yeah. you know, big personality, always doing, you know, make, making jokes and being fun and happy-go-lucky. <clears throat> I had the capacity, I found out later, I had the capacity to have been an academic guy. Mm -hmm. I, I wasn't because I just didn't see myself fitting there. I had the capacity to do a, a number of other things, but I found this place sort of in the middle. Yeah. And I created this, 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 this image of who I was. I didn't have a clue who I was. Most teenagers <laughs> yeah. don't. Most. Yeah. No, they don't. <clears throat> but the, the, it, it, we, we create, we create this as men. And because at some level we want, we want to put forth this posture that I'm a guy who has at least some of my stuff together. Mm. And if I'm going to survive in the world, I need to have something that I can attach to and that I can have a sense of uh, identity about. Yeah. I, I, <clears throat> you know, that that's just how I grew up. 
and and, right. and this is the, this is the tragic thing. When I graduated from high school, <clears throat> uh, I I hadn't even applied to go to college. Not, not even. And finally, one of, one of my teachers, somebody said, "Hey, are you going to college?" Uh, I don't know. I didn't really thought about it. You know, mm-hmm. well, you, <clears throat> you need to apply and help me apply. And I applied to University of Central Florida. It was called something else at the time. I applied in June and started classes in September. Well, yeah, <laughs> it, it, was, it, was, it was crazy. But I, I yeah. didn't have a clue who I was. You know, yeah. most guys, most males don't develop a real sense of identity uh, uh, that that's solid and, and has has some substance to it till sometime in their late 20s. But they've got to act like they have an identity. They've mm-hmm. got to act like they have some sense of who they are because they nobody wants to be a guy who who puts forth the uh, the, the idea that he doesn't have his stuff together. Now, he yeah. may not he may not have any idea what his stuff is. Yeah, that is but, true. But he's going to find some way to act confident at some level. Mm. And he's particularly going to be confident within the group of his friends. He may have four or five or six people he sort of hangs out with, maybe more, maybe less. But he's got to have something that he can feel confident about. And most women, most girls, looking at guys, because they don't understand them, they are clearly strange, weird creatures. When a guy's acting confident about his stuff, most girls go, oh, wow, he's confident. Mm, well, mm-hmm. he's acting confident, but he's not confident at all. There is this yeah. illusion. There's this illusion that that is in place. <clears throat> and I, I had I, I put forth this illusion again. This was not a, I didn't plan this on a Saturday afternoon so I could go out on Saturday night and look confident. It wasn't it wasn't a business plan. It was just something that right. evolved out of my life. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I I had this I put forth this illusion of being this this fun, funny, uh, happy go lucky, nothing ever gets me down kind of guy. And. But that just wasn't me at all. I was highly insecure. Yeah. But I had learned so, to act like I wasn't. Yeah. Correct me if I'm wrong, but what I'm hearing you say is that men's insecurities typically are going to be related to performance. Oh, yeah. Stuff. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because women women view insecure. When we think of insecurity, we immediately think of looks, talent, home life, you know, something like that. But for men, it's geared more towards performance in a certain area. Because those two things, performance and, and ability and capacity on the mm-hmm. one hand, <clears throat> beauty, looks, um, you know, my status, my position socially, though, on the other hand, yeah. that's what our culture those are the cultural bases that are being built into our lives. Um, yeah. And, and we're not even aware of it most of the time. I mean, right. we, we are like goldfish swimming in the water. And someone comes yeah. along and says, hey, how's the water? And the goldfish goes, what's water? 
<clears throat> well, yeah. our lives have been raised up unless unless we happen to be uh, raised up in a family where where there's some different substance, and with with adults with a parents moms and dads who have some understanding about some of these things and can help Johnny to learn, hey, it, it doesn't matter if you're not the best about this thing. Here's what matters about who you are. Yeah. Your character, you know, the life you live, your family is your, is your niche. <clears throat> it's going to be incredibly difficult for young girls growing up in this culture, not to be captivated by <clears throat> and to be driven ultimately by the desire for beauty and, and attention and, and the externals. Oh yeah. And it's, it's everywhere. It's the same is true for boys. Yeah. Now, it's not the beauty. It's not the, those kinds of things. It's stuff mm. for boys. Mm -hmm. It's stuff. Do you have the latest game thing and how well do you do on it? You know, right. do you have yeah. the coolest skateboard and can you do the flip back double twist tuck and roll position? Whatever that is. Yeah. And so, and, and how well do you stack up with the other guys in the neighborhood? Mm, yeah. See, th those are the, those are the things that have been a part of making this guy's life. And, and he gets older and he gets out of high school. Maybe he goes to college. Maybe he doesn't, but there's still everywhere he goes, there is the evidence of, and the context of competition. Yeah. He's always having to compete. And the fact that, you know, I'm going into this new environment, I've got, I've got to find my place in this because there is going to be a pecking order. The pecking order is the top dog. And then the top dog has a couple of other dogs that are right there close who want to be close to the top dog, even though they can never be the top dog. They're just right there with the top dog. And you got yeah. the new guy, the new kid who comes to school, the new guy who shows up at work. There is this interplay that goes back and forth between the, the ones who have the place of position and who have the place of power and wanting to maintain that and not let anybody else come and take any of that away. Now, I know that to, to a lot of women who listen to this, they're going to be going, what are you talking about? Well, let me describe it in female terms. New girl comes to school. Mm. Girl changes school. You know what that's like. You've been through that. Mm -hmm. okay. I sure have. <laughs> and so the, the the first thing she starts doing is checking out what everybody else is wearing. Yep. Mm -hmm. How do they do their hair? How much makeup is yep. sort of the standard? And how, wow, that girl's really pretty. And okay, mm -hmm. well, I'll, I'll never be that. But oh, you know what? I'm better than that one over there. Right. And start yeah. finding the way to find the niche that I can, nobody will mess with me. Mm -hmm. You know, nobody's going to mess with me. That happens with guys as well when they're growing up with a different context. And, and the thing that a guy can't have happen is he can't show weakness because if he does show weakness, because he's going to be tested at work as an adult, he's going to be tested because he's going to be surrounded by guys who grew up the same way he did essentially. Yeah. Who, who are, are, are protecting their security base. This illusion that they've been creating all this time, they've got to maintain that. 
and and the insecurity that is deep down inside. And here's the question. Am I enough? That's what it comes down to. Do I have what it takes? Yeah. Do I have what it takes to be a man? Yeah. To care for my family. And the tragic situation is that most men don't have an answer for that. Oh, yeah. I can tell you this, having walked through that <clears throat> in my early 30s, uh, I know what that's like. And, I, and, I, and I, I, the, thankfully, uh, <clears throat> I was able to come through that season of my life and have answered that question. And, you know, we were, we were pastoring in Florida many, many years ago. You were mm -hmm. not born yet. As a matter of fact, that's how long ago. Actually, that, that was a long time. <laughs> long time ago. <laughs> and an opportunity opened up for us to move from Florida to Kansas City. We relocated yeah. to Kansas. And I had that sense, we are relocating. And we came to Kansas City. You were born in Kansas City at that time. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> but I was leaving Central Florida where I'd lived all of my life, Anna. All of my connections were there. The people that I knew were there. We were coming to Kansas City and didn't know a soul. Wow. We had met some people. We came for a visit and we were here for a week or in Kansas City for a week. Mm -hmm. And we met some people and, and there was this church there and there was opportunities for us to go find out some stuff. And your mom and I said, yes, this is where we need to be. Yeah. And we had that sense of freedom from the Lord. Of, okay, pull up and go. And that's what we did. Yeah. I can't tell you how many sleepless nights I had mm. leading up to in the first six months or so, maybe a bit longer of our time there. Because the question was, do I have what it takes? Do I have what it takes to leave the city that I had grown up in, the Orlando area, all of my friends, all of my contacts, all the people that I could call for the possibility of a job, all, all and, and go somewhere to a place 1,200 miles away from where I am, halfway across the country. Yeah. Uproot and replant my family. Do I have what it takes? Mm. And I didn't know. I had to go find out. Yeah. Now, here's here's the thing. Every man is going to go through that at some point and in some way, and maybe go through it several times over the course of a life. It's not always going to look the way it did for me. That I'm just sharing my own story with you. Yeah. But every man is going to have to answer the question, do I have what it takes? Do I have what it takes to be a good husband? Do I have what it takes to build and develop a long-term successful relationship? Do I have what it takes to step into that new position at work? Do I have what it takes to be a dad? Every guy goes through that, every single one. And there's, there's fear and there's anxiety and there's, what if I don't? Because my dad 
didn't have, didn't have what it takes. I don't even, you know, or, or do I, I don't know if I could ever measure up to what my dad is. My dad's a great guy or, or you know, all of these different thoughts are a part of the process, depending upon the guy. Yet in his, in his youth and in his teenage years, he's learned how to maintain the facade. You hear what I'm saying when I say that? He's yeah, learned absolutely. he's learned how to continue to act as if he's a guy who has his stuff together. Yeah. And I can't I can't let my wife know that I am scared to death. Wow. I can't I can't who who am I going to tell? Right. Because who knows? I might start crying. Oh gosh. Well, listen. Big boys don't cry. Men don't cry. John Wayne didn't cry. Mm. Clint Eastwood didn't cry. Yeah, that's what culture tells us. And and I'm I'm painting this huge picture because not every guy has all of this issues going on. But I'm, what I'm saying is right. that men men in general really do have these kinds of insecurities going on in their hearts and in their lives, deep, hidden, behind the facade of having my stuff together. Yeah, and that's important for women to know. And if we can learn this, then we can do our part and try to speak life and truth over our men to help them out. Most men don't consciously think about the value of having your woman be deeply emotionally connected to you and providing that emotional support for your life. Most men don't think that way yeah, because they haven't experienced it and they haven't seen much of it. It will be the game changer in your life as a man to have a woman who will stick with you and a woman who will walk through the hard stuff with you and, and a woman who will be able to be that support to you. Even if you're not able to actively admit that you really do need it. Oh yeah. 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 See, everybody all, needs that support and love and, Everybody does. All yeah, guys do. Everybody does. And, yeah. And the, here, here's the image that I that that came to my mind when I was thinking through these things and looking back. All of this can be like juggling razor blades while walking on a tight rope. Oh gosh. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. That sounds terrible. Yeah. Well, it is. It's guys have made. Men have made uh, um, a, a primary goal not looking weak, acting as if they've got their stuff together. Wow, yeah. And not wanting to open up and allow, particularly my wife or my, my, uh, my, my close friends, I, I don't want people to know that I'm scared to death on the inside. I don't want people to know. I don't want people to know that I am... I feel empty and that I don't have any answers 
and that I'm not sure that I have enough of whatever it takes to make it in this life. I just don't know. And I don't want people to know that. Now, for guys, that's where it has to begin. Yeah. It has to begin for a man with learning how to, to recognize what's going on and to open up and to share that with somebody else, mm, to share it with another yeah. guy, an older guy. That's why it, it's imperative. It, it is essential, particularly for a young man growing into maturity, but even as a mature man growing into age, into, into the, to the senior years to have connected relationships with other guys who can help them along the way. Women have that. Yes. And if they yeah. don't, if they don't, they are very aware that they don't. That is right? true. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that is ha true. Having, having a girlfriend or two or a lady, uh, having, having a friend or two or a few that I know I can go to and pour out my heart. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's important. I guarantee you this, if you, if you were to secretly <clears throat> question a hundred men, just pick, just picking them randomly from randomly from the general population, 80% of them would say, no, I don't have that. Wow. Because that's not what the culture has trained them to do. That is not what yeah. their family tradition has trained them to do. That is not what their experience has trained them to do. Mm. Wow. Yeah. Here's here's the good news. Because all of that is the bad news. <laughs> that, is, that is. And I'm getting depressed again. <laughs> <laughs> the more that a man is able to engage in this inner journey with, with God and with some other men, the more that a man is able to engage with this inner journey and the more he, he, he is able to process these things in his life, his hurt, his brokenness, his sin, the more he is able to become mature. He's able to be on a journey toward maturity and the more mature he becomes emotionally, spiritually, uh, relationally, the more he is embracing the things that bring maturity into his life, he will discover a greater degree of emotional and spiritual health. And the more that happens, the smaller this challenge will be. Wow. Yeah. And I've seen this happen in my own life. And I have friends who've been walking this journey with me and I with them. See, as we engage in, in a greater way, and we see more and more emotional maturity developing in us, and we see more and more spiritual maturity developing in us, these challenges just begin to fall away. Because see, Anna, I, I come to understand that I don't need the facade. Oh, I yeah. I don't need to be the man who acts like he's got his stuff together. Yeah. It's okay for me not to have my stuff together. It's okay for me not even to know what my stuff is. <laughs> yeah, that's so true. I don't have yeah. to prove anything. I don't have to, 
you know, is, is there a dog eat dog world out there? Well, sure. Yeah. But I don't have to participate in that. Mm, that's true. You can I can learn to, to I can learn to live my life day by day, week by week, month by month. I can begin learning to live my life with the foundation not being how well I stack up against the other guys. The foundation is not um, my performance. The foundation is deeply rooted in love and acceptance and grace and mercy yeah. and peace, all of which comes from God, all of which can begin to come from the relationships that I have. Yeah, that's so true. Because yeah. one of the things that's happened over the years in my life is as I have made this journey, and I am still, by the way, okay, I'm a guy in his late 60s, and I am still making this journey, and I'll be making this journey until everybody stands around me and says, oh, we're going to miss dad. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Listen, I fully expect to go to my grave on this journey of, yeah. dis of discovering to a greater degree than I have ever understood before what it means to be completely and fully loved and accepted by God. To have mm, relationships yeah. with my wife and my children and my grandchildren that 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 thrive with life. And to know that I have what it takes. I have what it takes to face the final years of my life. <clears throat> because what it takes is not something in me. What it takes is yeah. me being in someone else's hand. Yep, absolutely. Yeah, so, that's important. I know this has really been heavy. The and last episode was really heavy as yeah. well. <laughs> but, but listen, these are really critically important things. Yeah, they That are. guy you're dealing with has a huge chasm of insecurity deep inside of him. And it might be right beneath the surface or it could be a bit deeper. But he is not as secure and as confident and as 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 ready to take on the world as he acts like he is yeah and that's important for us to know that it, it really, really is important it really is because your tendency as a female is going to be the same tendency that a male has when looking at a female yes yeah you know a guy looks at a girl and man, she's all, she's all dressed to the nines and she's just cocky and she's popping and she's got it all happening right now. <laughs> and he's thinking, Whoa, get out of the way. Here she comes. Well, <laughs> all he is seeing yeah. is the outside. He's not seeing that insecurity that's going on deep inside of her heart. Yeah, absolutely. And the same too, when, 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 a, when a woman looks at a man and he's full of his stuff, you know, and he's strutting around and he's, he has got his stuff together. It just isn't true. Yeah. Yeah. It, and let me rephrase that. The things that we see on the outside are simply not all that there is. That's probably a better way to say it. That's really good. That's a I good mean, phrasing. You yeah. Know, it, yeah. We're seeing him and he's really, he is ready to take on the world. Well, that, that's not all there is to what's going on there. She looks like she's just the queen of the world. Right. Okay. <laughs> okay. But you know, 
that's not all that there is yeah. going on there. And I think that's probably a challenging thing for us to come to grips with. And I just really felt like we needed to have this difficult conversation be a part of the one of the things that I think women need to understand. Yeah, that's about, been a really good one. About men. Yeah, this is a good a good one for women to hear and a good reminder to have to kind of keep this in our minds as we're going throughout life with our our spouses or and, and I'm probably gonna lose my man card because <laughs> I broke the code and told told stuff that was going on behind <laughs> the scenes. <laughs> Oh, that's funny. Listen, Anna, thank you for listening to your dad pontificate about these issues. And oh, it's so good. Uh, it's just, it, it's tough being a guy. And, hey, and, it, and, is. And you know, it is. You guys you know have it hard. It's tough being a gal, too. Oh, yeah. Life is just challenging. Is, yep. It really Absolutely. is. Absolutely. But hopefully, yeah. we can encourage one another. To, to to come to see one another yeah. through different glasses. Does that make sense? Yep. Absolutely. Okay. I've said far more than I needed to or intended to, but thank you for joining us. Thank you for joining us. We appreciate you doing that. Uh, we'll be having another episode come out really soon. And then uh, until then, is that it, Anna? That's it. Okay. Until then. Godspeed.